This is Jason LaBarbera, and you're listening to the Tomahawk Round. All right, so what is going on, guys? This is Frank Zorowski here with another edition of the Autism Awareness Acceptance Tomahawk Roundup for the month of April 2022. I'm here with Jason with Barbara, goaltending coach for the Calgary Flames. Jason, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Really excited to have you on. You know, talk to me about your son, Ryder. You know, what does he mean to you, especially during Autism Awareness Month and acceptance? He got diagnosed at three, you know, and it's been a, just an awesome journey for the last, you know, oh, he, he just turned 13 a couple weeks ago. Um, so, you know, the last 10 years, I guess, once he got diagnosed, it's just been a, an amazing journey, lots of highs, lots of lows, um, you know, and you're, you're learning as you go through the process. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's doing awesome. And, you know, I'm, I'm lucky for sure, you know, in the life that we live with hockey and how busy we are and how much we're gone, um, you know, to have a wife who is, just a beast with all this and is able to, you know, take charge of things and, and uh, you know, I, she's kind of the rock of the family in, in a sense and, um, you know, and, and Ryder's doing great. Like, he's, he's in grade seven. He's, he's, he's in a, you know, a public school. He, he has an aide, obviously, and has help every day and um, the, one, the one thing about Ryder is he, he loves school probably more than anything. So, if he's doing something wrong, you can always threaten him with uh, not going to school the next day, which, Sparks him up in a hurry, so he, he's doing well, and uh, he's just an awesome part of our lives. Yeah, you know, talking about Ryder and all the growth he's made, and you talked about your wife, Codette, you know, can you explain the assist sensory kit and how your wife, Codette, came to develop it, you know, what her role within the family has been as this kind of rock, as you put it? Yeah, well, her and Paige Dowd, uh, um, they put together the sensory kit for, you know, people with... Uh, sensory issues, whether you're on the spectrum or, you know, loud noises, bright lights, those kinds of things, you know, affect you. Uh, and there, you know, a lot of teams are now are, are now getting them to, to have at arenas, so people that are on the spectrum or, or do have sensory issues are able to come to games. So there's there's a noise-canceling uh, headphones in there, there's sunglasses, there's fidget spinners, there's coloring stuff, there's all these little things for um, people that, you know, again, loud noises and bright lights, as you know, can be, you know, yes. to some people. And it allows them to feel more comfortable coming to a game. It allows their families uh, to, uh, to come to the game, you know, and it, and it just kind of gives them a little bit more comfort when they're in, in those spaces that do make them anxious. So it's, it's, it's an awesome initiative that they put together, and, and it's really started to take off. And, um, yeah, you know, like, Quaret's done an awesome job of all that stuff. Again, you know, for for when I was playing, uh, uh, playing in the league and now coaching in the league, you know, again, you're gone lots, and, and, and it's really important to to have someone that is really, you know, able to take charge of all that stuff. And Chris, so just she's just done an awesome job with it. And uh, once we got him diagnosed, it was uh, uh, it's really been it's really been great. Like he's just he's trending every every year. He's he's, he's growing and, and and learning and and you know. Some of the things, you know, like, as you know, when you're younger, uh, might affect you. And it, he's kind of growing out of some of those things. There's always going to be stuff that you're always going to have to work with him on. But uh, he's doing really well. And uh, it's, it's cool to see the growth of, that, he's, that he's had in the last, you know, 10, 10, 11 years. Yeah, and you talk about that growth. You know, how have you seen Ryder grow since his diagnosis? How did his successes come about? You know, touch on that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, like, there's no, there's no like, right or wrong way. There's no sort of 
you know, perfect way of doing it. You no. Kinda, like in anything, you have to kind of go through situations and, and sort of learn and understand it. It's no different than him, you know. There's there, there's situations, you know, like that will make him anxious or, you know, especially when he was younger, uncomfortable or unsure. And, um, you know, you just have to work through it. And it's not easy on him and it's not easy on you as a parent when you see your child struggling with certain things. And, um, you know, and then, you know, it, it, there's no, it's, it's, it's hard at times because you don't know how to, maybe don't know how to explain it properly or they don't understand it a certain way. And you just kind of have to go through it together and and, uh, and figure it out and, and talk about it and, you know, find resources that will help and help you understand and help you find different ways of doing things. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy, but at the same time, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a learning experience for everybody. And, and again, there's no there's no right or wrong way, but it's it's all part of you know growing as as not only as, as an individual but as a family. Yeah, growing as a family, just bringing that unit together more than it ever has been. For sure, you know, and it, it certainly helped. You know, with Ryder, Ryder's our oldest, and we have a younger son, Easton, who's ten. Um, it certainly has helped Ryder in the sense of you know now he's got another brother that's around that he has to deal with, and that helps him. You know, learning how to deal with situations and stuff too, and um, you know, uh, especially early on, like you know, having Easton around was a blessing in disguise for Ryder because you know it made him have to communicate, it made him have to uh, you know again deal with situations maybe that he wouldn't have had if he didn't have another sibling around. So all those little things are, are, are always you know for us at least it's been that part's been good, and um, you know they've they've developed a good relationship over the years, obviously. And, I mean, hopefully they continue to build that, but it's uh, it's been great. Yeah, you know, I have a younger sister, Nicolette, who I will work with on things, you know, just, just talk to her about day-to-day things, you know, hey, this is going on, how do we how do we fix this, or hey, something else is going on, um, just just what else is going on, and I think it's I think it's really important to have that sibling relationship because sometimes on the spectrum, you know, socialization can be difficult, and with a younger brother like Easton, who sounds like an amazing younger brother to Ryder, it really helps both of them develop a relationship and helps Ryder grow in tandem. 100% for sure and then like you said the social aspect of it uh, can be difficult at times you know and um, you know there's not you know there's not a lot of you know friends and play dates and that sort of stuff so you get that socialization you know with your sibling uh, or sometimes you know with your sibling's friends that are around um, you know and you get a little bit of it at, at school obviously too but not as much as maybe you would in a normal situation. So uh, that again, that part has been has been great because you know if, if let's just say he was an only child, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been able to experience some of those things. So we we are lucky in that sense for sure. Yeah, you you touched on it briefly, Jason, but I want to expand on it. You know, you talked about being on the road a lot, being first a player, now a coach. How does how does the the change in environment help with such a, a strong foundation with Codet in the house? You know, explain you know how you work with being on the road a lot and still having that strong relationship with your son Ryder. Yeah, you know what? That's a great question because you know early on, especially when you know when I was playing and when he was younger, it was it was really hard. Uh, you know, I'd be gone for a week, you know, and and whatever two weeks, however long you're gone on the road for, and you know you almost felt like a stranger. So you almost had to like rebuild your relationship with Ryder every time you came back 
he was always, you know, a little uncertain, a little shy, a little, you know, kind of, you know, I'm sure as a father that was always hard because, you know, you're excited to see your kids when you get home and, um, you know, when, 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 when he's kind of standoffish and a little unsure of you, it, you know, it kind of, you know, it makes you feel not, it doesn't make you feel great, obviously. So you, you, you keep building and working on that. And as it's got, as we've, as he's gotten older and as we've grown, he's kind of gotten used to that. You know, it's seamless now. You know, when I come home, it's, it's, um, you know, there's no, you don't have to like start to, you don't, you don't have to start over and keep trying to build your relationship. Like it's already there. You've already built that foundation and, and he's so, again, he's so used to me being in and out and gone all the time. So just little things like that, you know, I know, like I said, early on, it was hard for sure, uh, you know, trying to deal with it. But um, now as we've gotten through it, uh, it's great now. And, and if I'm gone for a week or two, you know, it's luckily uh, FaceTime and he doesn't last very long in conversations or FaceTimes, but just even to see your face and just to say hi and just to check in for 10 seconds is, is, is enough for him. And, um, you know, again, that part of the growth part of it is, 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 has been really good. Yeah, and you know, being on the road a lot, you know, how how you I, I saw a video with you and now Nashville Predators netminder David Riddick. You know, you were talking about a superheroes hockey program. Can you go into what that's all about for our listeners who might not be familiar? Yeah, for sure. So there's a program, you know, there's one in Calgary, and I, I think there's a few spread out over Canada. Um, you know, so it's for, for kids that, you know, are on the spectrum or, you know, they've got some sort of disability and they're not obviously able to play, you know, hockey in a, in a team environment, you know, minor hockey or what have you. Uh, so they put this program together where every Sunday, uh, you know, they, they they fit the kids with gear. So they have the, all have their own gear. They all have their own jerseys. So they sort of feel like their own team. Uh, and there's ice every Sunday morning and, and the kids get to go out and, uh, you know, certainly there's some kids that are more advanced and some kids that aren't. And there's Flames alumni out there and, and uh, you know, the local uh, University of Mount Royal uh, players are out there and they're helping. And it's just a really cool thing. And, and um, for, for a kid like Ryder, who's spent a lot of time in the arena watching his brother play, uh, it's nice that now, you know, his brother and his parents get to watch him play. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's you really know, great. Yeah, so it's, it's cool, right? And, you know, he feels like he's got his own hockey. It's, I mean, it's funny, right? Like, he, 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 he literally does the same thing every time he's on the ice. He just literally skates around the boards. And uh, that's about it. He just skates around the boards for about an hour. And it's, 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 fun. it's hilarious to watch, but he, like, he, he enjoys it. And he gets, again, he gets to get out on the ice and uh, do what, you know, his dad did and what his brother does. And, um you know, and the, the people that run it and everything, it's just such an awesome program and it's a great group of people. And, and uh, it's another support system for people too, which is great. Yeah, and that support system, it's an its an outlet because some some people on the spectrum, you know, they may not have the outlet. Like for me, my outlet is has always been radio, broadcasting, and just pursuing my passion of being an NHL broadcaster. And it sounds like for Ryder, it's just getting out on the ice and having a good old time. For sure, you know, and, and you know, for... He's not like the most, you know, active kid. Like, you know, he gets fixated on things, and you know, he's he's in his room or he's he's in the house often. So it's another it's another, you know, way for him to get out and get exercise and move around, and, and, and which is always obviously a good, healthy thing for people. And uh, you know, again, he uh, he certainly enjoys it. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, during this Autism Acceptance Month 2022, Jason, what's your message for people that might have some preconceived notions and stereotypes about people on the spectrum? 
Like people that don't have kids or just people that are... Just in general, like people say you think of autism and people have this like negative idea of what it's all about. Can you give us some insight on what you what your message is on that? Well, I think it's just, it's important for people to be open-minded and patient, right? Like everyone's different. You know, everybody comes from different places and has different, you know, ways of doing things. And, and it's not always, you know... It's not always the way that you would do it or the, the way you think it should be done. You know, there's, there's different ways of going about things. And, um, you know, I just think it's important to be open-minded with that stuff. And you, you, you don't know, like, you said, like, you said, like, just even for yourself, like, you know, some people are more high-functioning and some people aren't, and everybody's different on, on the spectrum. And you just, the people that, you know, that either don't have kids or people or know people that are on the spectrum you know it's i just think it's important to be open-minded to, to, to interactions with people and, and, and just understanding yeah. know, maybe being a little bit more open-minded to where other people are coming from yeah because it's not a one-size-fits-all you know life isn't a, a mold where you where you fit into the mold and you just do your own thing everybody's their own person you know you know, when I first started talking about my diagnosis being on the spectrum, high-functioning Asperger's, it was more of like, oh, you're on the spectrum. We don't expect someone like you to be on the spectrum. And that was more like, whoa, like, what are you expecting of someone on the spectrum? You know, like my ther- my psychologist and therapist have said, Frank, when you meet someone on the spectrum, you meet one person on the spectrum. And that's, that's kind of the message that I wanted to perpetuate throughout this whole month. For sure. And like, everyone's unique, right, in their own way. And... Um, I've met people like, you know, on the spectrum like yourself that are, uh, you know, high functioning and are able to, you know, go through their life, their day, you know, pretty normally in some aspects. And then, you know, there's lots of people that aren't. And it's just, it's, uh, it's an, it's just, it's a fascinating thing. And, and again, there's, you're, you're, you're learning as you go every day, not only mm-hmm. as a parent with somebody on it, but, um, you know, just in general, because it's no different, right? Like, you know, riders, you know, has his his things, and, and, and you know everyone's different in their own ways. You know, it's always good again, just like I said, just to be open minded to it. Yeah, being open minded, Jason. Before we head out today, is there anything else you want to add for our listeners around the U.S., Canada, and beyond this Autism Awareness and Acceptance Month? Uh, I just think it's good if you, you know for people to to be vulnerable with it in the sense of you know if you feel like your child has you know some delays or some you know some things that maybe don't seem right, like. It's, it's good to get it checked out. And I know, you know, I know there's people that, that are maybe scared or they just, they don't want to maybe address it, but the earlier you can get your, your child diagnosed, the better, the better off they're going to be in the long run, the better off you're going to be as a parent. And I think just the better off your family will be. Uh, and I think it's an important thing because the longer you wait, you know, sometimes the, the, the harder it can be. And I think it's just good for people to, to be okay and not be scared to, to, to get the information and get educated and, and, and go down that path because it's, it's, it's worth it for sure. Yeah, definitely. Jason LaBarbera of the Calgary Flames goaltending staff. Jason, thank you so much for the time, and I hope you have a great Autism Acceptance Month. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. No worries.